Hello and welcome to the November 2019 edition of Galloway's Eye, the monthly audio magazine of Galloway Society for the Blind, recorded at Howick House, Penwitham, Preston. Now coming up, we have on track two an update from our Preston area. On track three, an update from Morecambe. Track four, an update from Chorley. Track five, an update from Southport. Track six, the Get Active update. Track seven, Talking Tech. Track eight, Volunteering. And on CD2 we have, on track one, Meet the Team. Track two, The Bowler. Track three, Hate Crime. Track four, Monthly Draw. Please note that Galloway's Eye is now available to listen to via iTunes. Please remember this is your magazine and comments and articles are always welcome. Our numbers are Penwitham. 01772 and Southport zero one seven zero four five three four treble five. So let's start this month with some updates from your local areas. Hello, it's Kevin from Galloway's. Just a few different uh, bits of information with dates for your diary for the coming month. Um, the first bit of news is the trip to Blackpool Illuminations and Fish and Chips and uh, going through the Illuminations on the 22nd of October is um, is now full. Um, so um, maybe next year you can come on that with us. On Wednesday the 6th of November we have um, the latest um, meeting of our astronomy group. Um, Stars in their eyes we've called it. And this particular occasion, we're going to have a Skype call with um, the world's most eminent blind astronomer from South Africa. Um, so that's at one till three in the afternoon at Howick House in Penwortham. Um, we'd be delighted if you want to, to come. There's no charge and uh, will be facilitated by uh, eminent Professor Don Kurtz. So please um, get in touch. Give Galloway's a call uh, on Preston 744148 and uh, put your name down and uh, we're sure you'll have um, a lovely time. It, it's in the stars, of course. On 
the 14th and 15th of November, Thursday and Friday, is our next Living with Sight Loss course here at Galloway's in Penwitham. Um, and it's a course designed to give lots of um, simple information to people who are either newly diagnosed or new to sight loss or those who are finding things difficult at the moment. It's a gentle two-day course um, and there'll be input from the local authority, from other organisations who provide support to people. So we're just sending out our invites um, this next week. So as you get to Galloway's Eye, if you want to know more, want to book a place, give that number a call again. Uh, on the 19th of November, we have a trip to the Helmshore um, Working Museums in Helmshore near Rossendale. The working machines, you can see some of the cotton machines working and outputting and the smells and the sounds. Um, and even by a tea towel that's been made in, in the museum. Uh, the cost for that, the physical cost uh, to get to the museum and the guide um, is £9 and the transport is £5. So give a call if you want to, to book a place. If you're struggling with your vision and just need a bit of advice and help and you're, you're, you're not sure about coming to groups and things like that, you can come and see uh, myself or my colleague Adele uh, on a Thursday. We have site advice appointments, which are just one-on-one -on -one, um, for about 40 minutes or so, talking about things that are affecting and, and seeing if we can help in any way. So um, if you want to come along, again, give a call and book an appointment and we'll do our best to help. I know there's a lot of information given out and dates and things, um, the majority of these are included in our What's On guide, which is available in large print, braille, uh, audio or via email. So if you want to be in the know, give Galloway's a call. Tell them that you'd like uh, the What's On guide, which is normally uh, every two to three months. Um, and it'll keep you posted with all the activities and events. Last for now... Um, Tuesday the 26th of November is the day before um, the celebration of Lancashire Day. So we're going to be doing things all Lancashire, clog dancing and a bit of dialect and uh, facts about Lancashire. Um, this takes place on Tuesday, so we, we have quite a lot of people coming to the group on that day. We'll also be having uh, hot pot and pickled onions and beetroot and things. Um, if you don't come along and you'd like to come along and able to get here, give us a call. The only cost for that, if you're making your own way, is the cost of lunch, which will be around £4. So we hope that's a, a roundup of some of the dates, what we're going on. But I just wondered whether you'd like a, a short story before a sign-off. Um, and this is, I was visiting the Chinese takeaway uh, the other week, and I was a little bit concerned after putting my order into the car that I heard a lot of rustling in one of the bags. And I looked through the mirror and saw that the bag indeed was moving, it just wasn't the rocking on the road. And all of a sudden the bag opened and there was a little bit of light showing from the bag and I thought, What's, what could this be? I wonder what could this be? So I stopped the car, pulled over and I got the bag and it was still rustling, still moving and I was getting so anxious. So I dropped it in the passenger seat of the car and all of a sudden the bag opened more. And you know, guess what I found? A peeking duck, of course. See you next time.
Bye. Hello, my name is Angie, and I have a few messages from our Morecambe Hub. What is a social prescriber? A healthcare worker working for the local general practitioner practice who can refer on to other local agencies to give people help and support in the community. For example, dementia, benefits, re-enablement, diabetic team, long-term illness. The local contact for Morecambe Bay Coastal Medical Group is Karen Wilsbeck, based at Hesham Medical Practice. You can reach her on 01524 511999. Relaxation session. Oh, it's free this one. Learn how to relax with three guided relaxation exercises. At Broomy Sunshine Cafe, Victoria Street in Morecambe. On Thursday the 14th of November between 2 o'clock and 3.30. To book your place, telephone 01524 550 The Lancashire Care NHS course. Sleep workshop. Oh, this is free as well. Learn how to get a good night's sleep at Broomy Sunshine Cafe, Victoria Street, Morecambe. On Thursday the 21st of November, between 2 and 3.30. To book your place, telephone... 01524 550552 and this is also a Lancashire Care NHS course. Food for thought on the 19th of December at 10 o'clock till 1 o'clock including buffet lunch at a cost of £5 booking which is essential. Michael Fountain, chauffeur of Eric Morecambe, will be delivering a talk on his and Eric's life. This will prove to be very popular, so booking and payment is essential. On the 21st of November, Peter Wade, a local historian, who is known locally as Morecambeologist, will present a talk on Morecambe history. Come along and ask local questions and find out information that you wouldn't even know about. Please come along and listen to Christmas tunes from Handbell Ringers at 3pm at Morecambe Galloway Centre on Wednesday the 11th of December at 3pm at a cost of £5. Refreshments will be available. Living with Sight Loss Course Monday the 28th and Tuesday the 29th of October for those people who recently have been diagnosed with sight impairment we are offering a two-day course in our Morecambe Hub on how to live and deal with issues around sight loss. If you wish to book on to this course, please ring the Morecambe office on 01524-414-846. This is Galloway's What's On Guide November 2019 to February 2020. For further details of any of the activities on offer, please contact the Centre on 01257 275160 or email inquiries at galloways.org.uk. The address is 1A Farrington Street, Chorley, PR7-1-DY. 
Dates for your diary. Living with sight loss course. Galloway's run, runs this course at their different centres. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to receive information and advice on living with sight loss as well as making new friends. The new date for this course at Chorley will be the 20th and 21st of November from 10am to 3pm. Please contact us if you would like to attend. Closure dates for Chorley, 7th of November, 13th of November and the 28th of November. Regular events at Chorley. Braille class. This runs every Monday from 10 to 12 p.m. If you would like to learn Braille or to brush up on your Braille, then this is the group for you. Social group. This runs every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Ken leads a group on topical media discussion and debate, books and much, much more. Refreshments, teas and coffee and biscuits provided. Sightseekers Peer Support Group. This runs the last Wednesday of the month from 1.30pm to 3.30pm. Sightseekers meet monthly at Galloway's in Chorley. They are a friendly, lively group who enjoy friendships and social activities and supporting each other. Next meetings for this group are the 27th of November and the 29th of January 2020. Please note there is no meeting in December. Sporting Memories Group. This runs every Wednesday from 1.30 to 3.30pm at Chorley Football Club, Victory Park, Duke Street, Chorley, PR7 3DU. If you'd like to listen or share your sporting memories with other sports fans, then this is the club for you. Free refreshments and enjoyable company. Lunch and Learn. Our popular Lunch and Learn runs third Wednesday of every month. Come and make friends and learn something new. Our lunch and learn sessions are led by different speakers every month. You can order lunch or bring your own. Wednesday the 20th of November, 10 o'clock, healthy eating. Tips and advice from Faye about how to eat healthily. Wednesday, 22nd of January at 10.30am. Taster session of armchair exercises. Come and try a taster session of armchair exercises. We will be running a six-week course starting in February if you wish to sign up for the four-week course. Wednesday, the 19th of February, 2020 at 11 o'clock. Dementia Awareness run by Age UK. Please call to book on these sessions and we will confirm the exact timing. Please note that there is no lunch and learn in December. Archery. Every Thursday on a fortnightly basis from 1pm to 3pm. Transport available from Preston. If you wish to book a place or to find out more, please give James a call on 01772 744 148 or 01772-753705. Talking Tech Drop-In Days. First Thursday of the month from 10.30am to 2.30pm with Andrew.
Do you need some help with your current technology or are you looking for something new? Feel free to pop along to one of our drop-in days for support with your tablet, smartphone or computer. Next session will be on the 7th of November and the 5th of November 2019. Arts and Crafts Group. This runs every Thursday from 1pm to 3pm. Creative card making and painting in a friendly group. So join one of these workshops to start something new and creative or continue your passion with our support. We are looking into a new creative arts group starting at Chorley. If you'd be interested in hearing about this, please let us know so that we can keep you updated. Couch to Crown Green Bowler. This runs every Friday from 1 to 3pm at Harpers Lane, Crown Green Bowling, Erskine Road, Chorley, PR6, 0HS. Get out of the house, learn a new skill with guidance from local people and increase your exercise levels. There's a kettle and shelter, so if the weather isn't great, you can have a brew in the warmth between bowling. All equipment provided, no booking required. Call 01257 515 810 for more information. Please note this activity is weather dependent. 10 Pilm Bowling. This group meets at Wigan on a regular basis and we are hoping that we will soon be able to play at the new proposed bowling alley in Central Chorley. For more details, contact us and we will put you in touch with the team. December 2019, Saturday the 14th of December 2019, The Grinch at the Lowry Theatre Salford. Coach leaves from Howick House with minibuses available to pick up from an agreed local location. The cost is £23 per person for the coach with a smaller extra payable for the minibus. Guides and carers pay £13 plus a small extra for the minibus. Please book your place in advance. February 2020, armchair-based exercise class. Come and join our tutor Faye as she helps you get fit with exercises you can do in your chair. Sessions are every Wednesday starting on the 26th of February to the 1st of April 2020 with each session lasting an hour and starting at 10am. With Faye's help, you can set your own targets and get fit. 26th of February, Enhanced Vision Roadshow. Appointments are available from 10am to 12pm and 12.30 to 3pm. Please book to confirm an appointment with our specialist visitors to let them find a digital magnifier that can help you. Book Club. We have had requests to start a book club here at Chorley. If you are interested, please contact us so that we can start to organise this. Books can be read in large print, digitally or audibly. Orcam Demo. Galloways are now official partners of Orcam and are able to offer personalised demonstrations. Come along and try Orcam for yourself. Orcam My Eye is the intuitive wearable device using a smart camera to assist people with sight loss. Instantly read printed text from your books, newspapers, tablet or computer at home, or even when you're on, fam- on holiday. 
Immediately recognise faces of friends and family. Identify stored products and cash. We can now demonstrate OrCam 2, which has just been released. This latest version of OrCam has a more compact design, whilst also offering new features such as Wi-Fi, Bluetooth compatibility and a built-in flash for low light situations. To book your demonstration at Galloway's, please call 01772 744 One to one technology support. Galloway's now deliver personalised technology support at each of our four centres. Do you need help setting up your Amazon Echo or need support using your tablet smartphone? Please get in touch with your local centre to make an appointment or call 01772 744148. Galloway Society for the Blind is a local charity supporting over 7,000 blind and partially sighted people across Sefton and Lancashire. Through our many services, we offer professional advice service, low vision guidance and practical living solutions. We also offer an assistive technology service, an extensive Get Active programme of events, talking news audio service and a massive amount of social activities get involved with. Whichever way that sight loss affects you, we're always here to help and to tell you about all the services available to you in your local area. Everyone is welcome to join us on our activities and trips out, so please call us or pop in for a chat or a brew. Our Chorley branch is based in Farrington Street, where we have a stock of specialist equipment in our site advice centre. We serve Chorley and the surrounding areas. You're welcome to call in Tuesday to Thursday from 10am to 4pm. Tuesday the 10th of December, 10am to 1pm. It's Chorley's Christmas party in our centre. Come and join us for a Christmas party with lunch included. It's £5 per person and a deposit is required. Please let us know if you'd like to attend. Wednesday the 22nd of January at 1pm. This is a talk and a lunch and learn by Friends Against Scams. It's a presentation by NatWest. It's helpful information on what to look out for, what's new and how to report scams and fraud. Welcome to this month's recording of Galloway's Eye for Sefton and West Lancashire. All are welcome to just pop in for free advice and support or come and join us for one of our many groups or courses that we run. We offer a number of different groups and courses throughout the month, bringing people together in an atmosphere that never fails to inspire. All our activities are designed specifically for people with a visual impairment. On Mondays you can get creative with our art and craft group. You can come and meet other art makers and be excited by their beautiful crafted pieces of art and we meet from 10am until 12 noon. To find out more about this group or any other activities please contact Carl or Jenny on 01704-534-555. Why not then stay on and join us for lunch which alternates weekly either fish and chips or freshly made sandwiches and then in the afternoon join us for a quiz one week alternating with a speaker the next. Wednesday's activities start in the morning with a knit and natter group that enables people to meet and befriend others while knitting and having a chat. 
Then on Wednesday afternoon, your unforgettable bingo experience starts here at Galloway's. So come and join us for the fun and games. On Fridays, we have various monthly groups, such as woodworking. Um, you don't have to be a carpenter to join us in our woodworking group. Just someone who enjoys the art and craft of woodworking. So please ring for further details. Our monthly book club welcomes you to join them. We listen to audio books. And our monthly book club is a place to share your thoughts with other book lovers on a specially chosen book of the month. The Southport Visual Impaired Group meet every Tuesday on the second, uh, sorry, meet every month on the second Tuesday for a coffee morning and the fourth Tuesday with a speaker, 10 a.m. till 12. Our Ormskirk Group continues to meet on Thursdays at the Ormskirk Parish Church, 12 till 2, for a light lunch and a quiz or a speaker. And once again, all are welcome. If you are interested in attending any of the talking tech or get active activities, times and dates are on Andrews and Jen's section of this C CD or contact us for further details. Our botcha group will next play on Friday the 18th of October and our next Living with Sight Loss course will be Thursday the 10th and Friday the 11th of October 10.30 until 3pm each day. If you are interested in this, please ring for further details. Our Christmas lunch is once again at the Prince of Wales Hotel on Wednesday the 11th of December, meeting at 12pm for a 12.30pm start. Orders are now being taken and full payment of £15 is required when ordering. If you are interested in this, we need to have your final numbers by the 10th of November. As ever, thank you for listening and if you have any, if you require any more information on any of our activities, please call Carl or Jenny on 01704 534 Hello and welcome to the Get Active Update. So activities coming up, we have on Wednesday the 9th of October, We've got a day visit to Water Park to take part in sailing, canoeing and kayaking. If you'd like to see what Water Park is all about um, and you want to give it a go before um, having a go on the residential, just give us a call and it's a good way to sample what's available. On October the 10th we have another walk in the Lancaster North Lanks area uh, which will be around Dunsop Bridge. This is a four and a half mile walk along riverside, moorland and farm tracks. This could be a little soggy so hiking boots are recommended and due to some of the styles it's not really a dog friendly walk so if you've got a dog it may be worthwhile leaving the dog behind if you can. Thursday October the 17th we have a walk in the central Lanks area around the Anglezark area and this is again about four and a half miles in length and again, hiking boots are recommended because we do go up over the moors again. And it, with the weather we've had, it could be a little bit soggy. Monday the 21st of October, we've got curling at Barton Grange. Uh, places are limited on that and there's a cost of £5, uh, which is heavily subsidised through the Sport England grant that we had. 
The climbing scheduled for October the 25th has been rescheduled to November the 1st. If you want to give indoor climbing a go, give us a call uh, to book a place. Um, the cost is £10 and again places are limited. Um, Monday the 4th of November will be a walk in the Southport West Lanks area. Um, location still to be confirmed on that one, so stay tuned and maybe look at the um, Galloway's Get Active Facebook group on that one. If you'd like to know more about any of the activities or to book a place, please give me a call on 01772 744 148 and all our other contact details are coming up. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. If you want any further information or to book your place on any of the events mentioned, please contact us. Our numbers are Penwitham 01772 774 01704-534-555 Now on Galloway's Eye we have this month's Talking Tech. Hi everyone, it's time for your Talking Tech update for the Galloway's Eye. It's Andrew Coleman here, your Assistive Technology Coordinator. Okay, so coming up in this edition and um, we got some uh, some new dates for your diary and some announcements as well as uh, an exclusive offer from Sight and Sound Technology around the uh, Freedom Scientific Ruby range of electronic video magnifiers. We've got an app review which is the, the new Talking News um, app from British Wireless for the Blind and we've also got a look at the uh, the brand new iPhone 11. So I'm going to start with some uh, news and, and updates for your diary. Um, so just um, as a um, as a, an, an update for you in October, we had the the Low Vision Roadshow planned <clears throat> for the last week in um, October, um, and unfortunately the Low Vision Roadshow, which was taking place across our our four sites um, has had to be cancelled, and um, and the supplier they send their apologies, but um, due to constraints and for some unforeseen circumstances, they're not able to um, support us with the Low Vision Roadshow in October. So unfortunately, it has been cancelled. We did promote these events um, within uh, the 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 Galloway's Eye and also the What's On Guide. Um, but I will also be making an announcement on social media also via our Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, and apologies from me as well, we've had to cancel the Low Vision Roadshow that was taking place in the last week of October. So we have our regular Talking Tech technology drop-in days taking place in November as always. And you're very welcome to attend if you need any support with your smartphone, tablet or your computer or you're looking for a new device. Then pop along to one of our technology drop-in days in November. The first one is on the 4th of November and that's at the uh, the Raffa Wing Centre in Fishergate. 
uh, facing Primark. It's also next door to uh, Bistro Pierre as well. Um, if you want to uh, to come along to that, and the the event, um, as all the other events, um, will be running from 10:30 a.m. till 2:30 p.m. Um, on the 8th of uh, November, we'll be in Morecambe uh, at Broomy Sunshine, same time, 10:30 a.m. till 2:30 p.m. And on the 8th of November, which is a Friday, um, we'll be in Southport. Uh, 10.30 a.m. till 2.30 p.m. And a little later uh, as than, than normal, um, we will be on the 14th of November, which is a Thursday. We have the tech drop-in day uh, taking place in Chorley, 10.30 a.m. till 2.30 p.m. So there's no need to book, there's no need to reserve an appointment, just pop along and myself and our volunteers will be really pleased and we're looking forward to seeing you there. Don't forget, we also provide individual support. So if you need some individual training and you'd like to discuss your needs, then you can come along to one of our technology clinics where we can see you on a one-to-one basis. These technology clinics, they take place at all of our centres. All you need to do to inquire about booking on to one of these appointments is by calling Galloway's on 01772. 744148 and the appointment will either be with myself Andrew Coleman um, or one of our volunteers who has expertise in the type of training or support that you require but as I say just give us a give us a call and we'll be happy to talk you through it and any requirements that you may have Yesterday was the 1st of October and Galloway's took a group of around 30 people to the Site Village exhibition in Manchester. Um, We'd been advertising this recently um, for the trip and we had a full house going to the uh, Marriott Renaissance Hotel in Manchester which went really, really well. Everyone enjoyed the trip. And we've all, we've recorded a video which we'll be releasing soon on our Facebook and YouTube channel, so you'll be able to check that out there as well. Um, that's got just got people's thoughts and some of the standout technology that was there on the day. Um, but everyone everyone had a really good time, and I'd just like to take this opportunity really to thank all our members of staff. Um, the uh, the coach hire company who who helped us yesterday get to Manchester and back, and most importantly, um, everybody that came on the trip. Um, thank you so much for making it a fun, pleasurable, and uh, in humorous trip. Um, everyone had a really good time, a really good socialisation, and at the end of the day, we had a good laugh, um, which was the most important thing. Um, it was a really good event. There was lots of. Uh, information there um, our usual kind of technology providers and suppliers uh, including the RNIB and some new standout products that um, that we've kind of highlighted in the video that we'll be releasing as well and um, if you've not been to site village before then it's worth going it's a really good event um, if you have been before you might think well it's not for me I've already done it once but there's always something new there, so it's always worth coming along um, and finding out what's new and what's and what's current. And it is a good it is a good day out. It's a good trip as well. Um, so um, hopefully um, it will be running again next year, and we'll be running another trip. 
Um, but um, one thing that I'm, I'm kind of was really um, pleased about um, there was a, there was a company there called Sight and Sound Technology. Now they're one of the leading um, suppliers of assisted technology uh, in the UK, and they had some special offers on um, some of the Ruby um, electronic magnifiers. Uh, these are made by a company called Freedom Scientific. Now they're normally um, a lot more expensive but at the moment there is a sale on until December so I thought I'd let you guys know about some of the products that are on offer. Today we are talking about Sight and Sound Technologies 40th anniversary offers. The company have been in operation just over 40 years and as a result they have some great offers on some handheld video magnifiers. Firstly there is the Ruby 4.3 video magnifier. It's a lightweight magnifier, great on the go, a compact screen, between 2 to 14 times magnification, built-in LED lighting, 5 high contrast viewing modes and freeze frame with adjustable magnification. At this point in time it's on offer for just £199 excluding VAT. The second offer from Sight and Sound is the Ruby HD video magnifier. Again, a lightweight portable magnifier with a high definition 4.3 inch screen, slideshow mode for hands free viewing, 2 to 13 times magnification, built in LED lighting, 20 high contrast viewing modes, and an easy flip out handle. Currently, this is on offer for. £275 excluding VAT. The third in their series of offers is the Ruby XL HD video magnifier. A lightweight portable magnifier with a crystal clear 5 inch screen. 2 to 14 times magnification, built in LED lighting, built in reading stand, a two way flip out handle, 20 high contrast viewing modes and freeze frame with adjustable magnification. Currently, this is on offer at £399, excluding the VAT. And the last in their series of offers on magnifiers is the Ruby 7 HD video magnifier. That has a high-definition 7-inch screen, 2 to 24 times magnification, a unique pivot cam rotating camera, 20 high-contrast viewing modes, a built-in reading stand, Freeze frame with adjustable magnification and panning. HDMI port to connect to your TV. Currently this is on offer at £499, excluding the VAT. So I've got to say, I was absolutely amazed at the prices of these uh, of the Ruby Freedom Scientific range of electronic magnifiers. I actually use one myself. Um, as uh, some of you may know, I'm registered blind, so I use an electronic video magnifier. Um, and the Rubies have always been, for me, the leading range of uh, of electronic magnifier. Definitely one of the best um, on the market in terms of the the clarity and also with the with the HD resolution that these magnifiers hold now, the higher definition picture quality. And um, you know, these are coming in um, at you know 
more some well, a couple of the models more than half price. So uh, they they are obviously not making much money on this. They're doing it as um, as a promotional offer. So it's a great time to jump on board and get yourself an electronic video magnifier. Um, I I myself um, you know have benefited so much from using electronic magnification. Um, versus using optical magnification simply because with an electronic video magnifier you can have a small or as big screen as you want depending on the uh, device that you actually purchase optical magnification we're always restricted with the size of the lens and the stronger magnification you need the smaller that lens gets so if you've not tried um, electronic video magnification before come into one of our Galloway centres, come and have a little look. We do have these uh, devices on demonstration if you want to come and have a look. And if it's the right thing for you, um, we can help you uh, make a purchase for one and, uh, and support you with any learning needs or requirements uh, that you may have. But if you've got any more questions about any of this type of technology, of course, anything else, um, give myself Andrew a ring on 01772 144148. So Apple have just had the um, new launch of the brand new range of iPhones. Um, if you're an Apple fan, then I'm sure you will have seen some of the news around the new devices that they've recently just launched. And this is the new iPhone 11 range of uh, of iPhone. And they've, they've, they've come out in um, a couple of different specifications, uh, starting with the iPhone 11. Um, which comes in in two different sizes, and also the iPhone 11 Pro, um, which also comes in uh, in two different sizes and different configurations. Um, but some of the standout things um, around the, in particular, the iPhone 11 Pro, um, as to the iPhone 11, some of the standout things um, are the fact that it is the 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 first smartphone to um have a triple a triple camera uh, built in uh, which allows for a higher quality of detail and photos um and more zoom um but mostly for me if you're into your photography or you like capturing videos and things like that this has an ultra wide capability now so an ultra wide lens um so if you can't fit everything in if you're recording a video um, and you can't fit everybody in this can record an ultra wide lens so i'm quite excited about that um it's got a faster processor in it double the, double the speed of uh, of uh, the la last year's iphone um so that's um obviously more learning more more um, artificial intelligence learning um, and greater capabilities again um, with the camera so it, it the the new phone is very much geared at, for, at photography um, and, and video and the fact that you can do more with your um, with your camera on your smartphone uh, which is really exciting um, if you're into that type of thing um, five hours extra battery life so with the 11 Pro Max the new iPhone, the 11 Pro Max, they are talking about five hours of extra battery life. Now that that's a that's a huge game changer, especially for me, um, or maybe for you if you're out all day with your phone and you carry one of them battery charger things around with you. Um, this is great. You're going to get an extra five hours out of the battery. So that's something a lot of uh, um, the industry is trying to do is to, trying to improve battery technology. So 
our, our devices are working a lot harder nowadays. They're doing more things. Um, and that means that we need better batteries. So um, that's really encouraging to see as well. Um, it's again, it's um, it's very new. Um, the the phones have only just come out, so we haven't had a proper chance to to have a look at them. Um, but if you pair that up with all the new features built into iOS 13, which is Apple's brand new operating system. Um, the all the brand new accessibility features and um, one of the standout ones which is the the dark mode it's called where if you struggle with you know bright lights white lights you can reverse the colors so that you have uh, white text on a on a black background and it customizes the phone to that uh, that color and contrast which makes it a lot easier um, if you're visually impaired to use so i'm currently using that mode on my on my iPhone XS Max, and I, I must say, I can see uh, the, the the text on the screen a lot easier. Um, it's much better um, for me, um, and I found you know some really nice improvements to voiceover. So if you're a speech user with iPhone, there are some real nice improvements to the reading functionality, um, and also if you're using one of the latest iPhones, the iPhone X or the 10s max when you're using voiceover when you're flicking left and right or moving from one option to the other there's a nice taptic kind of vibrating feedback now when you swipe left or right which i really like i like that confirmation that i'm moving from one element to the next so that's a new uh, kind of feature that, that, that they've put in as well i'd really like to get hands-on with a new iphone um which is something that i am going to do um i plan on doing a video on that go, go out to one of the apple stores and have a look at the new iPhone um, um, and, and see what it's all about. Uh, but if you want to check it out, uh, it's apple.com. Um, go and have a look at the, the new iPhones. They've also released the new Apple Watches as well, um, which which look really nice, Apple Watch 5. Uh, so I'm going to get out and have a look at those as well and see what, see what they're about. So hopefully we're going to get out to one of the Apple stores and do a video um, to, to find out what, what's new with all the new Apple devices. Okay, it's time for um, an app review, um, which um, has just recently been released uh, by British Wireless for the Blind, and it's called Talking Newspaper. T-A-L-K-I-N-G-N-E-W-S-P-A-P-E-R. Talking Newspaper. You can download this app on your compatible Apple iOS device, um, or your compatible Android device by either visiting the um, the App Store on your Apple device or the Play Store on your Android device. And if you search for Talking Newspaper, it's a free app to download. And once you've downloaded it, it will give you free access to Talking Newspapers um, across the UK. It's really, really easy to use, and it splits um, it splits off into different regions, um, and it's it's really well kind of um, highlighted as well. So we have uh, white on black text, and we also have uh, black on orange text as well. So it's almost like a bumblebee um, style of uh, colour and contrast which makes it really really easy to use so we have things like we're based in the northwest so we have all the organizations that are based in the northwest um, and obviously including ourselves galloways 
So you can go on your smartphone and you can get things like the Galloway's Catholic Universe. Um, you can get the Galloway's, um, the Chorley News and even our Galloway's I talking newspaper as well. And it streams it through the device um, really easily. Um, so it's a nice new way um, of, of getting your talking news. Um, it's free, As I say, it's free to download. Go check it out. Thanks, Andrew. Hello, everyone. Um, this is the volunteer update, um, and some of you will recognise my voice. So my name is Angie Turner. I would just like to let you know that I have, last month, changed my job role from a site loss advisor to the volunteer coordinator. When I first started working for Galloway's nine years ago, I started as a vol- volunteer coordinator. It was part of my job role then, so I've come full circle And the great thing is, I'm now only working four days a week, with every Friday off. Every month I will update you all as to what I've been up to and what volunteer roles need to be filled. I would appreciate if you could pass all the details on to your family and friends. We have at present got over 200 volunteers throughout our four centres, and without them, Galloway's would not be able to deliver the brilliant services that we do over all the centres. Last month I had a driver's meeting which was well attended and I intend to hold these every four months. I also went bowling with the Blind Bowling Club on Moor Park in Preston and three weeks later I'm still aching from it. I enjoyed it that much that it spurred me on to join a local team in Preston. The bowling team are always looking for new members and new volunteers. If you would like more details please contact Steve Dewitt on... 01772 731 576. That's 01772 731 576. Or email Steve on steve.dewitt at talktalk.net. Or if you'd rather speak to me, give me a bell on Preston. So again, it's 01772 744148. The Shooting Club are looking for volunteers. This is held every Wednesday in Blackburn. Transport is available. So give me a call for more details if you're interested. Or if you know of any of your family and friends that would like to volunteer for us, please ask them to call me. We are urgently looking for drivers. So please, please, could you all ask around of any of your family that would drive, even if it's for a couple of hours a month. Beth Norwood and I are holding a volunteer drop-in day at our Broomy Sunshine Cafe in Morecambe next week on the 9th of October. We are hoping to attract people to volunteer in the cafe. Could you please spread the word if you live in the Morecambe area? The Leyland Social Group meet every week on Tuesday at St Mary's Priory Club in Leyland from 1 o'clock. They are seeking new members and new volunteers. If you would like to join this social group, where they put the world to rights, enjoy a quiz and a raffle, and lunch out once a month, then please get in touch with me. So it's Angie on Preston, which is 01772 744148, and I will give you further information. I'm just going to remind everyone about the Christmas trip to the Lowry in Manchester on Saturday the 14th of December. We are going by coach to watch the Grinch. There is a free touch tour included too. Ring me for more details on prices. 
I will be visiting all our four centres regularly. If you would like to meet up with me for a chat to talk about volunteering, then please let me know and I will let you know the dates I will be there. I will be planning a Christmas get-together soon. It will give me and other members of staff a chance to thank all our wonderful volunteers for their time, their loyalty and their dedication given to Galloway's. So watch this space. Thank you. Still to come on CD2 of Galloway's Eye, we have Meet the Team, an interview about hate crime, the bowler and the monthly draw. CD2 of Galloway's Eye. We now have a new section on called Meet the Team. Our volunteer Tony will be bringing you interviews with our staff members. This month it's the turn of our CEO Stuart Clayton and Operations Manager Rachel Watkinson. Hi folks, this is Tony Scarborough. I'm a volunteer at Galloway's and today I'm talking to Rachel Watkinson, Head of Services at Galloway's. Firstly, Hi, good Tony. morning. Good, good morning. morning, everybody. Now then, Rachel, Head of Services, it yeah. sounds a very, very important role. I'm sure it is. Can you tell our lovely listeners a little bit about what you do? I can. I can tell you that it's no more important than anybody else's role here at Galloway's, though. Um, so I've only been in post for around 10 weeks, um, and it's my job to... Um, to manage the service provision really here at Galloway's, so that includes our four sites, so Preston, Morecambe, Southport and Chorley. Um, a big chunk of that is our site loss advisors that are based in each of our sites. Um, I also manage our social activities and our sporting activities, our talking newspaper service, um, our contracts that we have in various hospitals and also our assistive technology section too. And all on 30 hours a week. I know. I know, I don't know how you do it. Well, you know, don't do, don't. I'm not giving away any secrets. <laughs> now, Rachel, you've only been here ten weeks. Yes, I have. What made you want to come to Galloway's? Yeah, it was a really, really big change for me. So, at the moment, I'm treading through sight loss treacle. Um, I come from a hospice background. I've always come from end of life care, um, and I was in end of life care for about fifteen years. But a large chunk of that really was multi site management. A lot of volunteers within my remit. Um, it shared a lot of the same qualities here at Galloway's in terms of improving people's lives, encouraging independence. Um, so although sight loss is brand new to me, the principles of what that means to those in our local community remains the same. Yes, yeah, yeah. How would you see, I mean, obviously charities, businesses, etc. are all under pressures mm, these days. Yeah. How, how do you see Galloway's and your role yeah. in, in, within Galloway's progressing over say the next five years yeah well it's an interesting time for local charities actually um 
local charities are doing much better than the major ones. I think there's a trust issue amongst the public in terms of their how they feel about some of the larger providers of services out there. So it's our job as local service providers to kind of up our game, to up our quality, to reach more people. Um, and that comes from an income generation side of it as well. So there's a real opportunity for us to kind of swerve in, take that kind of, um, you know, take that off some of the larger providers because we are much better at what we do. So much better. We're so much more in tune with um, our local communities and some of the larger providers. Yeah, I've often heard it said that that um, local charities, mm. by the very nature of yeah. it, are the thing to donate to. So sometimes the larger charities, things get lost in this they're so big aren't they they are so big and you know um the the reputation of local charities is really high amongst the local communities and i think that we're in a position now to um you know prove our worth and to really kind of step up professionally um and you see that with a lot of service providers locally now that they are providing a hugely popular and a hugely professional service and galloway's is absolutely one of them yeah yeah now as head of services, mm-hmm. this is the question. Do, 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 do. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think I should be stood up, really. Um, what's a typical day? What's yeah. a typical day for you? I mean, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, but every day is different at the moment. And at the moment, it's a huge amount of fact-finding for me. It's an interesting time for services. We've got a lot of new members of the team, so we're all finding our feet. We're all getting to know one another. Um, for me at the moment, my day is divided up by meeting staff, getting to know them a lot better, meeting volunteers, but most importantly, really, really getting to know our service users and what it means to be visually impaired or blind, um, talking about their day-to-day life, what their needs, um, how, what they require from support, if there's any new areas that we should be looking at. Um, and actually what I've had is just a hugely warm welcome from everybody. So at the moment, every day is different. But it, for me at the moment, it's around really getting to know our service. Well, that's, that's good to hear. That's yeah. good to hear. Sandy, you've had a, war, a warm welcome. Oh, yeah, it's been amazing. It yeah. really has, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, what would you say to the, to the service users who perhaps um may maybe listening to this but have never actually used the services of Galloways what would you what would you say to Well you? I would encourage our service users that you know Galloways is in a position at the moment where we want to hear from them we want to hear um what they want what they require from support how they feel about our existing support that's out there and what we can do we love he- hearing positive feedback and we get that every single day and um, what I am most interested in, though, at the moment is talking to people around, you know, any new opportunities, you know, that the landscape is changing in terms of local authorities and what can Galloway's do to step in and really support them. And that's ultimately what we're here for, um, you know, and to offer almost a menu of, of opportunities for people to step in and introduce themselves to Galloway's. I would encourage them to come and see us, you know, um, that it's been a warm welcome for me here. And we are welcoming new members with open arms, really. And you'll always get a warm welcome from Galloway's. So, Rachel, here's your opportunity. Mm-hmm. How do people get in touch with you if they want to have a chat? Well, we've obviously got four sites, Morecambe, Preston, Chorley and Southport. The um, information for that is on our website, or you can pick up the phone and, and speak to somebody here at Howick on 01772 Give us that number again. 01772 Well, Rachel, it's been a great pleasure speaking Thanks, to you, Tony. meeting you for the first time, and all the best for the I future. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you.
Right, folks, now I've got the big boss with me now. Um, Stuart Clayton, Chief Executive Officer of Galloway's. Great to, to meet you, Stuart. What, what's it like being the head of this org- marvellous o- organisation? Well, first of all, it, it's an absolute privilege. Uh, I've known Galloway's for a, a long time, way before I worked here. I, I've worked in the sight loss sector. I've also worked in the disability sector for a long time and always looked on as, as Galloway's as one of those organisations that leads in this area. So to come here was a great privilege, but also a great responsibility. My predecessor, having worked here for over 30 years, uh, and, and well-renowned both in the visual impairment sector and the voluntary sector here in Lancashire, was a, was a hard act to follow. Yeah, tough, tough shoes to fill. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What, where, where have you been previously? You touched on that a little bit. So, I, oh, I've been working in the voluntary sector. Well, I've work, been working with people with disabilities now for over 25 years. So I started off um, working with children with um, uh, learning disabilities many, many years ago, actually, when I was at school. Um, so I was one of those lads, those the few boys in the year that put, their hand, put his hand up to say, I'll volunteer at a play scheme at uh, and Plungington Road. And that gave me a taste, really, to, to working with um, people with disabilities. And in those days, of course, when I went to the careers advisor and said I wanted to work with children or uh, with disabilities or I wanted to work with people with disabilities, they just said, I don't really think so. I think you need to get an apprenticeship. And I went, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I then went get on. Get yourself a proper job. Yeah, it was a bit like <laughs> that. Yes, yeah. it was. But then I went on um, to uh, to work in a, another area. I was a photographer for a good number of years and worked in the photographic industry. But then um, ended up working at um, Whittingham Hospital. Oh, really? So I was a nursing assistant yeah. there. So I was the one that um, helped shave people, wash them, um, did all the menial tasks around the, the ward. Um, and I worked there for a, a couple of years until I then wor- went to work on uh, the resettlement team, moving people from long-stay institutions out in, into the community. From there, I worked for a, a mental health charity. I worked in mental health for a good number of years, uh, an organisation called Making Space. I worked in Chorley and St Helens, uh, and then moved on to work for Knowsley Borough Council. Um, and I worked in Kirby, which was quite... Yeah, working in Challenge, Kirby, challenging. Working in Kirby alone was quite a, a, an interesting time in my mm. career. Mm. Um, but I, that was my first step into management. Worked there and then uh, moved to an organisation in Magull, working with people with epilepsy. Um, and from there, moved into uh, the world of sight loss, working for Action for Blind People. Right. So, I mean, obviously you bring a, a whole host of experiences from, from various um, parts of the, the charitable world. I mean, wh- what challenges, what's the main challenges you think face Galloway's at this moment, and perhaps other charities as well? I, I think we're, we're living in unprecedented times, really, where um, growth in income is fairly static, but growth in demand for services is 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 increasing and increasing as you see in the statutory services shrink and their budgets being challenged and the the whole uh, big society uh, movement of uh, the government looking for the third sector to pick up some of the things that the statutory sector historically used to do mm. means that we're seeing more and more demand for what we do i think sight loss in particular is a kind of a marginalized disability um, people don't understand it um, we have a very small voice in the sector so making sure that 
when um, there are big decisions make, made about health and social care uh, in the future that we stand up there and go to those meetings and say, what about people with sight loss? What about people with, re- with reduced vision? Um, don't forget those. So we're influencing the design. For us organisationally, it's raising the profile of the organisation for two things. One is we want to reach more blind and partial sighted people as early as we can in their sight loss journey so we can help them to get on with their lives. And the second one is growing our income streams to make sure that we can support that growth in services and we can be there when people need us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting point there. I I think traditionally people uh, look at uh, people with sight disabilities difficulties being older part of the community and one thing or another how, how what actions are we taking to encourage uh, younger people to to get involved with the services that galloways can provide for them i think you raise a really interesting point that the the majority of people that we work with are over the age of 65 mm. um particularly related to those uh, sight conditions that affect people later on in life so we are quite swayed towards uh, the, 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 the numbers mm. uh, those of those that are, um, um, are struggling with sight loss. But there are a, a younger uh, age group, a younger client group. And we we have uh, things now that we've been uh, really growing over the last few years. So my colleague James Coulton, he runs our Get Active program and they do all sorts of things, um, outdoor pursuits, uh, walking groups, um, all sorts of different sports, clubs, that sort of thing. Um, so James, James leads in that area. We've been doing um, group meetings in pubs mm. rather than just meeting at, at the blind centre. Um, we've uh, there's a place called Tellers in in Preston City Centre, and we've been meeting. We've got a group that meet there, and they're more of a social group, and we facilitate that. Um, and plus, we've got our uh, our own uh, Andrew Coleman, who leads on assistive technology. Mm. So, for the the generation that's coming through now, the generation before me, sadly, but they're people that are reliant on uh, assistive te- on technology generally, and we're there to train and enable people to to use that technology as as a way to get on with their own yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. And are other similar opportunities for people who live nearer the other sites that Galloway's. Uh, Mr. Morecambe and Southport and and surely, surely yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah we do yeah, yeah. We, we we try and replicate so Andrew covers all four sites James has the same remit so we do uh, some of James's um, activities that are replicated some not all but in the, across the other sites depends on demand as mm. much as anything and Andrew definitely is pretty much in his in his car every day yeah. so he yeah. travels around the four sites trying to make sure we're equitable. One of the, the exciting things we're, uh, we're planning at the moment um, is uh, the introduction of our mobile information service, right. which we're looking to purchase a vehicle that will allow us to get out into the different communities to raise the profile of who we are, what we do, so that people don't just sit back and think, well, you know, there's nothing I can do. Mm. We are just, you know, I'm visually impaired. I'll just have to put up with it now. But rather than sit in buildings and do the general promotion which we know doesn't work very well 
we want to be more proactive about that so we are going to purchase a vehicle we'll have a small team plus our exist some of our existing colleagues that will go out into those communities uh, on a regular basis so people will know we'll be on a certain marketplace on a certain day right that sounds really exciting what what sort of time scale is, is likely to be on that oh i knew you'd ask me that question <laughs> um well we we just been talking about it I've, I've just come out of a meeting talking about that very thing and um, we're looking to introduce that early in the new year oh it's so not long off is it no we're hoping it'll be about february maybe march uh, the the key with this is ordering the vehicle mm. so we've been looking for funding to support us to um to purchase the vehicle because the capital cost for that is quite considerable of course yeah um and then we've got to do all the other work behind it yes. the plan to make sure that 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 works and yeah. we, we can get out but we've been doing we've been developing the plan which we've virtually got now and now what we need to do is liaise with the um uh the the, fit, the people that will fit out the vehicle and they're they're talking about three to four months lead-in time yeah so we'll we'll be dominated by that actually yeah. when we can get the vehicle but it's yeah. really exciting times yeah. but we are you know we are actively looking for uh, support for uh, to help us to run yeah. that vehicle to, yeah. to enable us to get. So fingers about. crossed by this time next year. Oh, not yeah. fingers crossed. Absolutely. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears> I was being safe. I was yeah. being safe. <laughs> no, we'll absolutely be out. Um, certainly in the next financial year. Certainly from April. That's good. That's 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 really good. I mean, how, how do you see? Galloway's progress. I mean, apart from that, you know, say, oh, you know, how how would you see it in five years' time? Well, in five years' time, I hope we'll be an, a, another organisation again. Really, yeah. we'll have had, entered another step change, another chapter in the organisation's history. We're investing at this moment in time. We're investing in some new. Um, new ways to generate income. We're going to be introducing a lottery very soon, and the idea is to to generate regular and sustainable income mm. so trusts and grants are great and they help us to grow but they're usually one-offs for one or two or maybe three years if mm. we're fortunate mm. but if we can get people to give to us on a regular basis or support us on a regular basis that gives us sustainability for growth in the future and the growth isn't uh, it, the growth has to be based on demand so it has to be based on what people tell us they want. Mm. So we need more hours in the uh, for our ECLO to be in the clinics. We need to be out there more for people that uh, need us um, to to give them advice, guidance, experience, etc. We need to make sure that we've got more of Andrews and we expand uh, expand James's uh, area of work. We know that uh, children and families are are poorly provided outside of the education system mm. but there there are there are very few services for children and families in the area that we provide for yeah. so we need we need to have a look at that and we know people are are, are isolated in their own homes yes. so there's lots of work to be done so you're going to you're going to be here for a lot more years aren't now there's a lot of work still to do a lot of work been done but a lot of work still to do uh, there's still an awful lot of work to do and a lot of aspirations from the board of trustees who are um you know a, a really dynamic group that want to look to the future mm. and that bodes really well for the organization people will come and go mm. staff will come and go but actually the the board of trustees have that long-term view and what they want is people that can deliver that view yeah yeah well thank you very much to you from myself and, and all our listeners for all the, the great work that you do on our behalf thank you very it's much all the teamwork thank you thank you thanks tony stewart and rachel and here is 
the bowler. The bowler. All the latest news and events from Preston District Blind Bowling Club, October 2019. End of outdoor bowling season. Our outdoor bowling season at Moor Park finished on 26th of September, and we will not be playing there again until early April 2020. It has been good to see more players at the park this summer, with ten or more people on several occasions and an average of eight per week. See below for news. About the arrangements for indoor bowling over the coming months. Recent events, juniors. Unfortunately, our last session for this year was, which was due to be held on the seventh of September, was cancelled, as all of our younger bowlers were busy. BBC Radio Lancashire Community Heroes Award. Peter Taylor, a good friend of the club and known by many of our members, was shortlisted. In the Pride of Lancashire category in this year's BBC Radio Lancashire Community Heroes Award, his nomination was a recognition of his work for over forty years to improve the lives of disabled people in Lancashire by providing new opportunities, better equality, and empowerment. Peter worked at Galloway's for thirty-two years and is still involved with a number of local charities and other organisations. Although Peter did not win the award, we send him our congratulations in being one of the four finalists, as well as our thanks for everything he does for us. Now, coming up, indoor bowling. With the help of Galloways and their volunteer drivers, we will be able to bowl indoors over the winter. Galloways have agreed that we can use one of their minibuses, and Christine and Mike have very kindly offered to drive for us. The first session will be on Thursday, the tenth of October, and we will then con- continue on alternate Thursdays until the nineteenth of December. Places are limited, and will be on a first come, first served basis. It is important that you let Steve know each time you want to play. This year, bowling will be at a later time of two until four p.m. Pick-up times will be confirmed shortly. We should arrive at Newton Hall around one thirty. Which gives people time to buy any food or drink before playing. After bowling, we'll return to Preston, probably arriving around 5 p.m. Club members will pay no more than five pound per session. If places are available, non-members are also welcome to take part, but will have to pay the full cost of the bowling. There is no charge for using the minibus, bowling shoes, which must be worn by everyone going on the rings, and bowls are available at Newton Hall. At no extra charge. Now the Christmas meal. This year's Christmas get together will be on Thursday, the twelfth of December, at the Station Hotel on Butler Street in Preston. We suggest that people arrive around twelve thirty, and a three-course lunch is booked for one p.m. Members will receive a copy of the menu with the November issue of the newsletter. Please note that everyone must make their own way to and from this event. And we hope that as many members and friends as possible will join us. Other items for sale now. Henry Edwards would like to sell a set of Drake's Pride Professional Bowls, size two, heavy, red, with bowls carrier and a bowls trolley bag. For further information, you can contact Henry on o seven five one seven one five seven six one six. I'll give you that number again: o seven five one seven. One five seven six one six. Surplus bowls equipment. Bob Waller 
has some surplus bowls kit which he would like to pass on to someone who could use make use of them. He has a set of Jake's off London bowls, bias N3, with bag and bowls carrier, and an unused pair of white bowl shoes, size 10. And if you'd like to know more, you can contact Bob on 01772 862 113. That's 01772 862 113. The club address list. This will now be called our club contact list. The change of name is because it will no longer include home addresses, just landline, mobile and email details. An update, an updated list will be sent to members later this month. If there's been any change in the contact details, including your home address, please let Steve know so that the list and our records are up to date. And the club diary, the dates for tournaments do not include travel. The 10th and the 24th of October, indoor bowling at Newton Hall, 2 till 4 p.m. 7th and the 21st of November, indoor bowling at Newton Hall, 2 till 4 p.m. 5th and the 19th of December, indoor bowling at Newton Hall, 2 to 4 p.m. And the 12th of December, the Christmas meal at the Station Hotel, 12.30 for 1 p.m. And for more information about the club or any of the above events or to book your place, please contact Steve Jewett on 01772 731576. That's 01772 731576. Or email Preston Blind Bowling Club at Outlook.com. That's Preston Blind Bowling Club at Outlook.com. Thank you. Now here is an interview on hate crime. Hello, my name's Daria. I'm the communications coordinator here at Galloway's and we're here today to talk about disability, hate crime and all kinds of different hate crimes today. With me, I've got PC Ashley Gibson from Lancashire Police's Hate Crime Unit and I've also got Ruth Abram Mm. and she's from Disability Equality Northwest. So, um, Ruth, could you tell me a little bit more about your organisation and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I work for Disability Equality Northwest and we support people with all manner of disabilities that are seen and unseen. Um, We offer advice and support. Um, We offer um, another strand which is to do with independent living and banking support. But the project I work on is the Disability Hate Crime Project. Okay, and um, that sounds like really interesting work. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what happens with your work at disability hate, your disability hate crime project? What kind of things? Yeah, do you do so that? we um, support people that have been victims of hate incidents and hate crimes, and also part of the project is to go out and raise awareness of what disability hate crime is, and um, give people sort of the tools to identify what it is if they've been affected. And or witnessed it even as well. Mm-hmm. They can come to us. That's fantastic. And and PC Ashley Gibson, could you tell us a little bit more about what constitutes a hate crime? Obviously, there's more than just disability hate crimes out yeah. there, aren't there? So we have hate incidents and hate crimes. So um, they both um, can be perceived by the victim or any other person as motivated by prejudice or hostility towards one of five characteristics. So that is disability race or ethnicity, your religion or belief, your sexual orientation and your gender identity. So that includes transgender. So an example of a hate incident, that's something that isn't a crime, but you think you may have been targeted because of your race or your disability, etc. 
Um, so an example of that could be somebody gives you a strange look in the street or um, they may say something to you that's not swearing, it's not a public order offence, it's not a criminal offence, but you think they've said that to you because of one of them five hate crime strands. An example of a hate crime could be that somebody uh, assaults you and whilst assaulting you says uh, a racist word, um, so that would be a hate crime. Okay. And obviously, um, a lot of our listeners would maybe think that an incident that happened to them in the street wasn't worthy of reporting to the police. Um, You know, a low-level incident such as someone giving you a funny look, people might feel a bit strange going to the police about something like that. What what would you say to those people? If it's your perception that you've been targeted because of one of the five strands, then it does need reporting. We can provide support. There is other agencies who can provide support, like Disability Equality, we also have Lancashire Victim Services who are uh, also able to provide support and they have specific hate crime workers. And uh, uh, Hate crime will start off generally as low level and gradually get worse if the offender thinks they can get away with it. So the first time it happens is always the best time to report it. Okay, that's really interesting. And Ruth, you know, from your perspective, obviously, I imagine you will be encouraging people to report those hate, early hate incidents. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, it, you know, is it, why is that a valuable thing to do? Because, um, as Ashley said, it's kind of the start of what's happening. You don't want it to escalate. You don't want the um, victims to have to go through any more than they're already receiving. Mm-hmm. So if it is name-calling or funny looks or anything that they just makes them basically feel unsafe um then we would always suggest that they would come to us or to the police um to make that first mm-hmm. uh, report really or just to ask advice if they're not sure um it's better to check it out um than just kind of keep going with something that could be happening regularly and they've just kind of got accustomed to it so so your advice would always be to make the phone call ask for advice whether or not i would say yeah just check it out because if you ring the police or you ring us or any other third-party reporting centre, no one, do, nobody's going to judge you on that fact. They're just going to offer you the advice and, and you can check it out with them and they can get, guide you with you know, the support mm. that you might need. That's brilliant. So, so what are the best ways then of reporting a hate crime? How, how should people go about that? So people can ring 101 for a non-emergency, which is the police non-emergency number. 999 is an emergency, so that is if a crime is happening there and then. You can report things via the Lancashire Police website. Um, so there's an online form on there. You can actually send an email into the Lancashire Police Force Control Room based at Hutton. You can report it via something called True Vision. So True Vision is a national reporting for hate crime. And the benefit of True Vision is that people can remain anonymous so they don't have to provide their name and address. So you may have... Uh, experienced a hate crime but you don't you want the police to be aware of it but you don't want any further contact you can actually report it by a true vision without your details and likewise you may witness something on the bus or in town or at a football match again you you might want to make someone aware of it but you don't want to give your details so true vision is a very good way um, we also have things called third-party reporting centers so third-party reporting centers are places within the community who are trained to take uh, details of hate crime or hate incidents but also provide support to them victims Um, so within our local area here all the colleges and universities are third-party reporting centres 
but then there's other places within the community like the Romanian Club and um, Citizens Advice Bureau, Disability Equality Northwest are actually one of the main third-party reporting centres and we do get uh, reports through them. Which okay. do, you, do you receive a lot of reports of um, disability hate crime? Um, I don't know if I'd say that we receive a lot. We do... It's it's a bit of a catch-22 because we want the victims to come forward and report them, mm-hmm. but then we don't want to have a lot of referrals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's kind of the balance of it is, is quite strange, really. We do get we do get referrals through. We probably don't get as many as we'd like because we know that they're out there mm-hmm. and we don't find them. And this part of my job and the team I'm in is to go into the community to speak to people um, to make them aware of who we are and that they can come and report to us mm-hmm. so that when, if any of these incidents or crimes happen, um, often the people that we deal with are, uh, they're scared and they're feeling really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go to the police is, an, is another big step for them. So if they've come through to us, it feels a little bit of um, a softer process. Yeah. And, um, just, and just going back a little bit over some of the impacts on people who've suffered these kinds of hate crimes, what, yeah. you know, what, what, what does it make them feel like? How, what does that do to those people? Um, I would say that it leaves them isolated. Uh, often people are afraid, especially if something's happened out in the community, that they're used to going in and they feel safe and then suddenly it's not safe anymore. Um, it stops people from doing the things that they want to do and enjoying their life. It has an effect on their mental health. Mm. Um, so it's quite serious impact. It's very impactful because it's against part of someone's identity that they either can't change or shouldn't have to change. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you're born uh, with black skin, you can't change that. You're you're black. If you're born uh, and grow up as Christian, you shouldn't have to change your religion because you're getting hate. Um, so it's be- hate crime can be very impactful. So it. Socially, people can be scared of going out. They may find it hard uh, forming new friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, Trusting people. Yeah. Economically, some people may um, have to get taxis to school or work, or in extreme cases, some people will move house. They might not be able to walk the same way. They've got to go a long way around to avoid a certain area or mm-hmm. a certain shop. Um, like Ruth mentioned, physically it can have effects on people. Some hate crimes are unfortunately assaults, obviously could have physical injury from that, but then other people may turn to drink, drugs, you know, um, gambling, you know, lots Mm -hmm. of eating disorders, um, so it can be very impacting. So it's obviously a crime that's treated very seriously by Lancashire Police. Um, Is it something that's treated seriously by the courts? So once these people have been arrested and perhaps been tried and found guilty, do the courts reflect that in their sentences? So offenders of hate crime um, do get tougher sentences at court. So following uh, Stephen Lawrence murder, which was in the 1990s, a new act came into play called the Crime and Disorder Act 1998. So if somebody commits a racially or religiously aggravated assault, criminal damage, public order harassment, then offenders get tougher sentences at court. So just to give you an example of that, if somebody committed a common assault, so that's the lowest level of assault, so it's an assault without any injury, the maximum sentence for that is six months in prison and it will be at magistrate's court. However, if it was a hate crime common assault... It goes from magistrates to t- crown court, and the maximum sentence goes from six months to two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. In two thousand three, the Criminal Justice Act came into play, which gave the police powers to um, apply for sentencing uplifts on all hate crimes. 
So any racial or religious that aren't covered under the Crime and Disorder Act, we apply what's called a Section 145 uplift. And if any offenders commit a um, disability, transphobic or homophobic hate crime, the police and the Crown Prosecution Service will push to get a Section 146 uplift at court. And again, that works in a similar way to what I explained before. So the, the sentencing goes up. So... Um, Another example is a, a, an assault with an injury. Maximum sentence is five years in prison. If it's a hate crime, assault with injury, it goes from five years to seven years in prison. And the judge or the magistrate, depending on which court it goes to, actually explains to the offender, if this was a uh, common assault, you would have got six months in prison, but because it's a hate crime, you've got two years in. And they actually explain the sentencing difference uh, to the offender on sentencing. Okay. Good. So it's take, something that is taken yeah. very seriously by the courts. And right. Okay. That's fantastic. So we have disability. Uh, sorry, disability and hate crime awareness week yeah. coming up yeah. soon. And um, can you tell us when that is? That is from the twelfth to the nineteenth of October. Um, we've got lots of events going on during that week. So um, our police hate crime team will be having stalls at. Preston's College, Cardinal Newman College, Runshaw College and UCLan. In addition to that, there's a hate crime conference at UCLan. We've also got a hate crime launch event at Guild Lodge at Whittingham, which is a uh, mental health hospital. We have got on the Friday night, Friday the 18th, the Police and Disability Equality Northwest working together with some volunteers. We'll be doing a night of action in Preston City Centre with takeaways and taxi drivers because, again, we are aware that they are uh, often victims of hate crime but we uh, are not getting the reports through to the police or other agencies so we're, we're hoping we can uh, spread the message about what hate crime is, how they can report it and get them uh, taxi drivers and takeaway staff some support if they are victims. That's brilliant. Sounds like you're going to have a busy, busy week. (laughs) So, Ruth, could you tell us about any trends that you are experiencing in terms of hate crime reporting, disability hate crime reporting? Have you noticed anything that seems to be occurring more often than other incidents? Yeah, sure, yeah. We get quite a lot of reports from um, people who are affected with disability hate crime in the home. So, on two accounts, there's kind of the side of it that's to do with antisocial behaviour, so the neighbours could be targeting them mm-hmm. and causing them distress, which they then struggle to leave the home, or leaving the home just becomes really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other side of things, which is to do with um, people with disabilities that employ carers or personal assistants, and those people, unfortunately, will take advantage of the person that they're caring for. Mm-hmm and um, cause them abuse in the home, whether that be physical, psychological or financial. So unfortunately that happens a lot Mm -hmm. and um, it's hard to get the message across to those people because they're sometimes so vulnerable that they think that that's okay and that it's normal. Um, Especially if the person that's come in to care for them has done it from the beginning, they know no different. So it's hard to kind of... Uh, find those people but then when we do find those people obviously we do what we need to do and support them to um, 
kind of come out the other end. And so if somebody is out there who maybe suspects somebody might be um, being, you know, suffering this kind of abuse yeah. in the home from a carer, they should perhaps report it to you. As yeah, this isn't witness. just about people who are victims. This is about people who also witness it mm-hmm. and see things and um, just something doesn't... We have, like, a tagline at Disability Equality, which is, you know, if it doesn't look right and it doesn't feel right, then tell somebody. Yeah. And that goes across the board, no matter whether you're sat on a bus or whether it's somebody in the home that's looking after somebody or your neighbour. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier on, it's better just to check it out. Yeah. Because it's better to do something... Absolutely, it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I ask for some contact details, please, from you both, just so in case anybody's yeah. sitting out there listening to this and they'd like to get in touch and talk yeah. to you more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, PC yeah. Ashley. So, our team, we are based at Preston Police Station. We cover what's called South Division. So that is Preston, Chorley, South Ribble, and West Lancashire. You can contact us on 01772 209 797. We also have a team email, which is southdiversity at lancashire.pnn.police.uk. Um, I did mention True Vision before. I'll just give you the website for that. So that's www.report-it.org.uk. Um, lastly, we have a Twitter page, which is called at Lankpol, L-A-N-C-P-O-L, space equality so we do a, a, we put a lot of stuff on there about what we're doing so especially during hate crime week the uh, twitter will be busy <laughs> <laughs> and ruth can you tell us how people can get in touch with you yeah sure you can call us on oh one double seven two double five double eight six three or you can email at um hate crime at disability equality uk or on facebook that's Disability Equality Northwest, and we're on Twitter, which is Disability then NW, and we have a website which is www.disability-equality.org.uk. So there's lots of different ways to get hold of us, um, and we'll always always get back to anybody that tries to get in touch with us. Can you tell us a little bit more about the ambitions of your charity? What kind of world do you envisage for uh, disabled people in the northwest? Yeah, sure. Um, well, disability equality su- supports so many different people, and one of the um, sort of messages that we give is that everybody is um, an individual. They're important. They matter. Their lives need to be fulfilled. And we go out and we try and support everybody in the best way that we can do. We also have an office in Preston on Church Street um, where people are welcome to come in and talk to us at any time. Um, One of the things with regards to the project I work on is to go out into the community and visit um, sheltered accommodation, uh, schools, colleges, and just um, promote the message of who we are and what we do. And also to make an awareness that early education in the um, sort of field of hate crime is better to get in there and, and educate, for example, children and, and young people so mm-hmm. that they don't grow up thinking that this is acceptable. Yeah. Because people of an older generation, unfortunately, may have had to deal with this for a long, long time and have just got accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. But it's not acceptable. It never was and, and it's, it most certainly isn't now. So if we can go out there and spread that message and a really positive one um, and support as many people as we can, then that's what we aim to do. Sounds like a wonderful mission, Ruth. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming in today to speak to Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All Bye. the rest.
And just before we do the monthly draw, diabetes, education and self-management for ongoing and newly diagnosed, that's known as Desmond, is a national diabetes structured education programme for people with type 2 diabetes, whether newly diagnosed or who have had their diabetes for more than one year. The aim of the programme is to increase an individual's knowledge of type 2 diabetes, share self-management skills, have a better understanding of poor glycemic control and come away from the session with an understanding and empowerment to set clear, effective goals and improve their overall health and well-being. Programmes run for a full day or two half days and are delivered to groups of up to 10 people diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, all of whom may bring along a friend or partner. The Desmond programme is free and sessions are delivered by specially trained NHS health professionals. Programmes for people with type 2 diabetes from South Asian communities are available in Preston, Chorley and South Ribble and Blackburn with Darwin and delivered in English, Urdu or Gujarati. Where this service is provided? The Desmond programme is delivered at various locations across Central and North Lancashire. Blackpool, Fylde, Wire and Blackburn with Darwin. How to contact us? Please ring the Desmond office for details of locations and dates available on for Central and North Lancs, Blackpool, Fylde and Wire, that's 01772 or by emailing desmond at lancashirecare.nhs.uk For Blackburn with Darwin, the number is 01254 283 or by emailing desmondbwd at Care. .nhs.uk How coming up now we have the draw And here are the winners for this month's monthly draw In first place winning £250 is winning number 398 Mrs D from Lango In second place we have £100 with number 17 from Mrs W from Freckleton. In third place, winning £10 is number 88, Mrs W from Hutton. In fourth place, £10 is number 573, Mr C from Worcester. In fifth place, winning £10 is Mr M from Woolmer Bridge. In sixth place, winning £5 is number 497, Mrs L from Garstang. In seventh place, winning five pounds is with, uh, is number three six five Mrs B from the West Midlands. 
In eighth place, winning £5, we have winning number 563, Mrs L from Formby. In ninth place, winning £5 is number 641, Mr P from Newborough. In 10th place, winning £5 is number 199, Mrs W from the West Midlands. And in 11th place, winning £5 is number 3, Mr M from Lancaster. Well done to all the winners from this month and good luck for next month. Well, that's all we have time for this month. Our next edition will be the December edition when we look forward to being with you again. Please remember if you have any articles you would like read or would like to read anything yourself, please do get in touch. So from me, Anne, and Bill on the controls, it's goodbye. <laughs>